0: we
1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 84 of In the Marvels with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva Ethan. 84, I have a feeling you're going Red Bull again. Nope. No, nope. no, nope. I've nope. not. All right, who's your '84? Kyle Bush. Oh, that's right. Yeah, baby, and
0: that beautiful '84 car. Quest. Um, was that Hendrick? That was
1: Hendrick, right? Yeah, yeah it was Hendrick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So no, Jimmy Johnson. To...
0: Oh, oh, yeah, no, uh-uh. no, nope.
1: <laughs> well, if I have an excuse to say Dick Trickle, I'm going to say Dick Trickle. So Dick Trickle.
0: Dick Trickle.
1: Yeah. Big Daddy Dick Trickle. Yeah. In the uh late 80s, he drove the 84 Miller High Life car, which was a like the exact opposite or not exact copy of the Bobby Allison number 12 in 88. Like it, it's painted exactly the same. And I mean, that's a beautiful car anyway. Yeah. I think the 12 looks better than the 84, but it's still a beautiful car. Like one of the most beautiful paint job car combos with that Buick in uh, 88 in the history of NASCAR, in my opinion. So, so if I'm going to have a chance to say Dick trickle, I'm going to say Dick trickle, you know, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. So
0: Dick trickle, that Dick trickle, that or this, or you know what I mean, this, that, whatever it is.
1: You imagine he got picked on at school. Um, Mm -hmm. you know how like the teacher has to say your last name first and then your first name. Ooh, that's rough, man. Trickle, Dick. Not until I get older. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, but (laughs) I get it. Yeah. I'm sure he probably did. I'm sure he probably hated his parents for a little while. I wonder if he
1: went by Richard. I'd hope so. That's a weird nickname for, for Richard anyway, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I know that's played to death, but it really doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Mm -mm. How you been, man? We've uh, taken a week off here and there. Just not really on purpose just how things rolled out as far as scheduling and you know the holidays and now I'm getting into the swing of Christmas stuff we just got over with a Christmas play so our practices we got one more kid in a Christmas play this Sunday so our practices are a little you know I think they're Wednesday and Sunday now right before the practice right before the play so something like that but um yeah yeah. I think things are starting to straighten out a little bit. We'll see how they go in a couple of weeks when Christmas yeah. gets here. But uh, how you been? You know, I'm alive, which
0: is more <laughs> than I can say for my friend will, but
1: yeah, I mean, it's, mm. you know, yeah, i heard about that. that that's rough. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry for you, man. That, no, that's, thought, that's a rough thing to go through.
0: You know, unfortunately this is the fourth time it's happened. So I'm kind of just getting used to it at this point. So, don't ever let me call you my best friend because you you just you die within like five years of that.
1: So look at, look at me go. <laughs> How are you, dude? Um. Well, you have called me your best friend before, so now I'm a little worried. Yeah. Well. See ya. <laughs> it was good. It was a good run. Um, I hate I hate to make light of that though because I I understand that's that's rough. You know I I feel. I feel for you, and I feel for everybody involved with that because that is rough. And uh, I just hope you're doing all right, man.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll just, uh, you know, what is that thing Kyle Bush always said? Everything's great.
1: Yeah, That's, I, I saw that. On, I saw it on YouTube the other day. It's like some, my their favorite quotes in NASCAR, and that was one of them. I, I say that
0: literally every time I'm extremely. Upset with something, if someone will be like, Well, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, everything's great, just happy to be here. <laughs>
1: did you happen to watch any of the awards banquet? Um, no, I didn't know if it was televised or not. I think they they didn't televise it live, I think they did a uh, next night televised thing. It's from Nashville this year, I think, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Um, I don't usually watch those, especially nowadays when you have social media, you can catch all the little clips, anything interesting that happened. Anyway. Yeah. So it's that's, that's the way I watch AEW. <laughs> uh, yep. That's exactly how I watch it. <laughs> um, I sure as heck don't pay 50 bucks. to sit down in front
0: of a pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah, hey, that. so I know that this is going to be like a kind of a. impromptu to Q and a episode, mm-hmm. but I want to get your thoughts
1: on the return of CM Punk to WWE. Uh, I've made it very public on on Twitter that I don't care. Honestly, I mean, I'm I am not a fan of the dude. I was a fan. Now he had me completely all in in 2011. He really did. Yeah. And I saw him at WrestleMania 27 just before all that really started hitting. And. um... He had that great little run right there in 11 and 12. And I mean, I don't know, just the way he left. It was a bunch of bull the way he left. I hated the way he left. And then he just went on to trash the company and trash everybody working with it and just everything. And then he goes to AEW twice and causes the same kind of crap backstage there. I was over it completely over it and he came out on, on WWE television. And all of a sudden it looked like everybody that was over it before is all of a sudden his biggest fan again. And I'm, I'm not calling anybody's names. Cause I don't know. I didn't yeah. pay attention too much before. I just know. I, I remember seeing a lot of tweets saying this dude just needs to go away. We don't want nothing to do with him anymore. He's a cancer basically to the locker room and the, and the whole business and i don't see any of that anymore i just see praise to the fact that he's back in wv like he's home he said home i was sitting there watching that on my phone okay i was watching the promo on raw live on my phone and i was sitting there with my wife and we were just sitting there watching that and he got to that point he's like it's like i just got two words i'm gonna sum it up in two words it's like please don't say i'm home please don't that is the most hypocritical thing he could possibly say in that moment. And I'll be dang. Ten seconds later he says, I'm home. Shut up. Idiot. <laughs> if you're a fan of the dude, absolutely go for it. Have fun with it. I hope it's everything you want it to be. I don't expect it to be anything. I expect it to be out before WrestleMania. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't he's like he's he says something like, People change. I've changed. Okay, what from six months ago? I mean, this ain't a 10 year thing you're talking about here. Just you were just an AW. I just saw his action figure on the shelf today at Walmart. Oh, which
0: one is the Supreme? The Supreme,
1: no way. Oh, <laughs> I left gosh. both of them sitting right there.
0: Oh man, I might send you some that money. Crap. Oh man, I'm I really, ugh, I've been trying so hard, like you know, because our Walmart just started getting Supremes and we we're down to one more uh kenny omega mm-hmm. and then we're but the little na- the little um, price tag says cm punk s-u-m and i'm like oh my gosh like i desperately need this and i don't know
1: i'm kind of polar opposite to be honest with you i was i, I understand i understand that because he's a very he's a polarizing figure yeah you know you either love the dude or you hate the dude i don't think there's too much too many people in between
0: yeah in even drew vinsel was talking on uh, a recent episode of tales from the estate how he was okay so cm punk walked out the day after royal rumble 2014 and drew was going to the wrestling show right after yeah. the, the night after he left um and he wasn't there obviously and for me uh my very first ever wwe show was february 1st of 2014 um, my first time ever CM punk was supposed to be there. He was supposed to be the main event never showed up. So like, I, I'm pretty sure drew. So he left the company. Drew was at that next one the next night. And then I was the next show that they did like just yeah. boom, boom, boom. And, uh, yeah, so I understand that. So I want to see him in person. And so I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited about it. I'm way more excited about him going to WWE than, uh, AEW. And so I guess it's kind of like Cody's return at WrestleMania. I was very like, okay, cool.
1: So I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm the opposite. I when when Cody came back, it felt like he was coming back home. That's that's what it felt like to me. He yeah. left, went to you know create his own thing. Before he even did that, he did all this independent stuff. Yeah, and. He made such a good name for himself. You know, I mean, he completely, he changed everything about himself. New name, new attitude, new gimmick, new everything. Right. And at first I was like, God, just, he was just a, he's just a jobber, like a mid card dude that you're never going to see in the spotlight. And then he just keeps going and he keeps going. And they form AEW and there's so much stuff going on. I was like, you know, he's, He's starting to find something that he couldn't find in DDB, especially where he was at that moment mm. with Stardust, right? Yeah. So when he came back, I was legit happy for him. One, I was there when he came back. One of the, the neatest things is like uh, Cody came back. I'm like, we, ha- we all know it's happening. It's not announced, but we all know it's happening. The minute he came back and got in the ring and the match started, I took off to the merchandise stand and got a shirt. <laughs> yeah. They they didn't. I checked. They didn't have any Cody stuff in there before shirt before the the match. They didn't, no shirts, no anything. When the match started, they threw them out on the shelves. So I went and got an American Nightmare shirt and come back and sat down and watched the second half of that match. Yeah, with him and Seth Rollins. But um, yeah, I'm, I was excited for Cody because I felt like that was him trying to reclaim or maybe go even further than what he had done before in the company, the company that he obviously wanted to be in But CM Punk. He didn't want anything to do with this company. He, I don't, I don't know what his mindset is right now. I I really don't, I don't know what's going through his head, but you know, that's, that's, that's beyond me. I'm not a fan. I don't, I could care less if he goes or, or stays or whatever. But okay. there's a lot of people that are fans of them, and a lot of my friends are fans of them. So I hope it's everything y'all want it to be. I really do. I,
0: are you going to get... If they announced... Um, and they were kind of talking about it on Fully Posable uh, this past weekend, too. If they announce a uh, Mattel Creation Ultimate Edition CM Punk, are you in
1: or are you out? I just left a Supreme on the shelf today. Oh, well,
0: yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I, I
1: had a chance to get something very similar to that. I looked at it. I held it in my hand. There's like four or five heads with that thing. Yeah. Another second half of the body. You know, it's like a bunch of junk with it. I'm like, nah,
0: (laughs) if I send you money, will you pick that up for me?
1: If I say it again, I'll let you know. Okay. I will. Um, I didn't even think about anybody else needing it because I, I see people post that thing on Twitter all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd actually seen it. I was like, Oh, look at that. I'm not looking for that at all. I'm looking for superstars figures. I haven't seen the earthquake at all from that series. I haven't seen any series beyond that. You know, so I'm, I'm still looking for that stuff. None of that stuff showed up here. I've only seen the Rick rude out of that. Those individual ones that came through like earthquake never showed up in my area. So, oh, well, wow. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just out of, out of luck because I'm not buying those things online. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've put that limitation on the superstars figures for me. If I, I can't you. find them in Walmart, personally, I'm not getting them. So hmm. that's just how that's going to be because I don't want to pay $10 shipping for a $20 figure. I <laughs> I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Of course, um, dang Supreme CM Punk's going to be like fifty-six, fifty-seven dollars <laughs> shipped.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, oh. but. So uh, one thing that I totally kind of spaced out on, and we did this for Halloween too, um, Thanksgiving has mm-hmm. happened since the last time we recorded. Uh, how was
1: your Thanksgiving, dude? You saw the pictures, didn't you? I did. I saw yeah. all those pictures. It was good. It was real good. Drew, Drew said he wants to come to Alabama to, to do this with us. Come on. Just just make the trip. <laughs> it's just a little hop, hop skip, and a jump. from ohio right not too far like 15 hours something like that
0: yeah i mean (laughs) yeah no i think i think you're fine (laughs) um yeah so that's pretty cool uh one thing that i wanted to and i i promised uh my friend that i would talk about this and she's one thing that i'm extremely thankful for you know talking about thanksgiving um is the friendships that i've had right like your friendship you know the friendship i have with your wife um drew caitlin ryan and aj and tyler and just everybody well there's one particular person and her name is alex mitchell from my my hometown uh we went to school together she's really good friends with my sister and i promised her that I would mention this on the podcast as if we have millions and millions of listeners. Mm -hmm. We really don't, (laughs) Uh, but
1: we did did... pass 2600 downloads. I'm just letting you know. I
0: mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? So um, Alex Mitchell, a great friend of mine, she's starting a new adventure in life right here in my hometown. Um, She is opening her own salon with a good friend of hers and it's called mirror image salon here in Iowa, Kansas. So I know that, you know, with, uh, Zach and Shane and a whole bunch of people that are listening from my hometown. If you guys ever need a haircut or if your significant others need highlights or bangs, I don't know. I don't know what (laughs) all goes on, but I go get my haircut from her all the time. And, uh, so check out mirror images or mirror image salon. It just opened today. So go check it out.
1: Good for her. That's that's fun being able to start something that you really enjoy and you want to, you know, want to make a living at like that. Something yeah. you can do. Yeah. Like for yourself and not for, for anybody else, just for you.
0: Yeah. Every time I go in there, I always have a picture of what I want and she nails it every mm-hmm. single time. So I'm very uh, um biased towards her. She always gives me what I want. I'm extremely proud of her and, and her friend for doing what. And she's been cutting hair for Good Lord. I graduated in 2012. I think she graduated in 2010, and she's been doing hair ever since. So, um, yeah, props out to her. Mm-hmm. Good deal.
1: The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here,
0: host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, And I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time, right here on Pulling Up a
1: Chair. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So this week, our plan is to release this episode and one more episode later this week. We want to do a couple of shorter episodes, kind of get back uh, with the count because we did miss a couple yeah um so we're going to do this week a q a episode correct is that what you you, you plan yeah. on doing here yes yeah and i think later on the week we'll talk more into the uh the news side of because we do have a few news items yeah last few weeks we haven't yes, been talking nascar too much so it'd be interesting to talk about some of that stuff uh, that'd be later on this week but um well if you want Let's go ahead and get into uh, some of these questions, man.
0: All right, Caitlin. She has two questions. Her first one, what are NASCAR drivers
1: doing in the off season? Uh, relaxing. (laughs) Really? I mean, what they don't really, I mean, they do work out. They do still train and stuff like this. You got to have the endurance. Uh, you got to have the stamina. They do work out very specific muscles as opposed like to just lifting weights like leg day and something like that. no. they work out very specific things like i remember watching a video of kyle bush working out you yeah. look at that dude you're like he works out especially back then because yeah. he was skin and bones he's just scrawny right and probably not not as much now but he was back then he was he was scrawny when he first started i saw a video of him uh working out and i think i mentioned this before he took a uh one of those uh, plates, like yeah. a dumbbell plate. And it was like a full size one, not like a little dumbbell, like a barbell plate.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know how much it weighed, maybe about probably about 20 pounds or so. I can't imagine it weighed more than that. But he took it out in front of him, arms ex- arms extended all the way out. He had a trainer there helping him like to with a count and tell him how far to go and stuff like that. He grabbed it like a steering wheel and he go left, right, left, right, left, right. Just constantly like this. He did that for like two minutes straight. And can you imagine how much your arms are burning after that? No. Mm -mm. And I was like, I have never seen that done before. What a smart way to exercise certain muscles as a race car driver.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I had one race when, when I was racing and all my races are short. Every one of my races were like the, the longest race I ever did was 50 laps. Everything else was 20 laps. 16 laps, things like that. Um, I might have done 125 other than that. 50 was the longest I ever did. And I think this was a 20-lap race and a quarter-mile racetrack, and it was a flat racetrack. Mm. But for some reason that night, the turns, especially three and four, they were legit like a Baja race. Like, the bumps were so bad. Yeah. Like, it was... It was slinging the steering wheel completely out of your hand. It was bouncing the car way up in the air. It was rough, like probably the roughest I have ever driven on a racetrack. And not a whole lot of people are doing a, a bunch of racing with each other. It was more just trying to like finish the race. And I think I finished fifth that night. I want to say I finished fifth out of maybe about 16, 18 cars, something like that. So I had a decent mm. night. Not, I wasn't in contention nowhere for the win. I would think I was a full straightaway behind the leader, but I did fin- come back, come home in the top five. But after that race, I, 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 drove into the pits, and the ramps were already out, ready to just pull the car right up on the trailer. And and uh, my wife and my friends were out there where they were helping me. They were guiding me on. So I just drove right up to the trailer, eased it on the trailer, got up there, put it in park turn the uh, ignition off. And I just sat there. My arms were jello. Yeah. Like, cause you're so tense trying to hold on to the steering wheel the whole time because every time you hit a corner, it tries to knock the the bumps, knock the steering wheel completely out of your hand. And you're trying to catch it at the same time. So I am looking like uh, I'm swatting bees in, in the car through the corners. My arms are moving so fast, you know, and there's no power steering. I take all that crap out of the car because yeah. it just pulls power. If you don't need it, you don't need it. Well, I probably needed it this night. But then again, I probably probably overcorrected or something like that. But I completely get it just off of those 15-20 laps that I was racing. I had to sit in that car for a few minutes. I was like, I can't move. Just give me a minute. That was rough. It's, it's just I just had to sit there for a minute and my wife and friends strapped the car down while I was sitting there just like I'm not trying to get out of work. Just give me a minute. This is my arms are like legit i can't can't feel them right now just let me get some feeling back and everything so after way after that i saw the cow bush thing and i was like that's actually a really smart way of exercising so that ain't all they do in the offseason. i'm just saying that's to go back to the question to Tell a little side story of my personal racing stuff but um that's part of their training that and the endurance and all that. And they do that and uh, they'll do a lot of sim work and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's only three months. You know, they're going to relax as best they can anyway.
0: Yeah. So I put my answer down as some people like Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, they uh, take this opportunity to get surgeries that they need Mm -hmm. to be done. Uh, Shoulder surgery is very, it's actually way more common with nascar or racing um race car drivers as people would think they're just i I guess drivers are not very loud about it you know like kevin harvick was in the media uh and he said something he was racing with like a torn something ligament or something that he's been racing with for oh god only knows how long and people like nobody even knew about it so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I put banquet that just happened a couple days ago. And then I put some off uh, off season racing, like the snowball, the snowball derby that just happened last night. Uh, the Did chili one time. Jesse, time am
1: won, Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski won the snowball derby. Ain't that cool?
0: Yeah. That's so, neat. um, off season racing, like the snowball derby and chili bowl, uh, Tulsa shootout out sure. stuff like that. The but, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The stuff that you don't have to worry about, too much. You don't have to worry about points. You don't have to worry about your reputation or anything like that. Just go out and have fun. You know, it's like, it's like when these, uh, major wrestlers, you know, like just going down to their local, their local promotion down the street and be like, yeah, I'm just going to show up, have a little fun. The main event, hit the high spots and go home, make the crowd happy. Sign a few autographs for some people, you know, that's kind of what that is. Only, It's a lot more intense than that. I mean, you do have, you know, 30, 40 other people out there trying to, you know, win. It isn't quite the same, but it's in that ballpark. It's like, that's the thought process of it. Get down to your roots.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, Caitlin actually has a second question. Uh, If you could hang out with any NASCAR driver besides Kyle (laughs) Busch, who would it be? It could be dead or alive. I'm sure she meant, you know, current or past, whatever. Um, I said the old Ethan would say Jeremy Mayfield, but the new Ethan says probably Kyle Larson, uh, Mm. just because he races so much. And I'm, I love behind the scenes stuff at dirt track racing. Not, um, not really so much NASCAR. I think, uh, I'm way more like intrigued with like the, the, backstage stuff for dirt racing like mm-hmm. seeing what all goes into the dirt racing and stuff and so i know kyle larson does a lot of dirt racing with uh late models uh world of outlaws sprint cars modifieds midgets so i would love to see that aspect and if that's
1: who i have to hang out with i would totally hang out with kyle larson um i will say it would be really awkward to have a dead guy around your table hanging out I was going to say, I would
0: prefer, if I'm going to hang out with mm. a NASCAR driver, I would prefer them to be alive.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> um, Let's see. Just to hang out with, you know, I've met Michael Waltrip before. I feel like he'd be a blast. I, Blair, he would be so off the wall you know, with the stuff that he says, he's so off the wall. It was funny is that we actually have a family member um, on my uh, wife's side of the family that, that he has that same way about him where anything he says, I mean, it, it, he could say absolutely anything at any time. Yeah. And it would be the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life. You know, he has that way about him. And, I also hear Michael Waltrip's like a pretty big partier.
0: I, I, you know, that's funny that you say that. I, um, when you say Michael Waltrip, I sat to myself and I thought, man, I bet if you just followed along with Michael Waltrip in like mm-hmm. his daily routine, I bet there's a lot of things that he does that you're just like, huh, you're yeah. into that, are you? You know who Michael, <laughs> you know, who Michael, Michael Waltrip, you know, like he reminds me of inspector gadget without the suit okay you know what i mean like i, I just feel <laughs> i don't know i just I, you know it just uh i get i get a weird feeling like a i don't want to say pervy but like you know it just wouldn't i feel like michael walter would be at home at epstein's island you know I what i
1: mean no no i don't, I don't know I don't, I don't get that but you uh, i'm not even going there but um, now from what I understood with uh, working with Aaron's, and you know, that's how I met Michael Waltrip. Was through working with Aaron's and all the district managers and stuff like that. They would they would talk about partying with Michael Waltrip. It was like that dude will drink you under the table. It's like really Michael Waltrip, huh? I never thought that back then. You know, it was uh, oh eight oh nine. Maybe maybe 10, somewhere in there, right around the beginning of the car tomorrow that's where that was. And um, because he had just on he had just kind of got into it with that team. Like he had just started his team up. And um yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like that would be a really interesting day if you hung out with him and he was himself. You know. Uh other than that, I could always just cop out and say Rusty Wallace because I feel like his 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 stories would be amazing. Yeah. Like some of the things he would be able to tell you. I, any of those old timers like that, but then they wouldn't be too much fun to hang out with. But Rusty's, Rusty's not like, he's not like that old. He's not like Richard Petty old or Bobby Allison old. You know, he's still like, he's still fully capable of, of telling you absolutely everything that he remembers and be engaging in it too. You know? So I feel like Michael first, Rusty second. All right. Well, <laughs> cool.
0: Drew asks, uh, if we didn't talk about NASCAR for a week, what would we like to talk about? Disney. Oh, there you
1: go. Disney. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Disney movies, Disney World, like all of it. I, I could go on for hours about it, honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I <about> you?
1: Uh, <laughs> I
0: also wrote down the first thing i thought of when i heard this and i don't know why but i'm starting to do this new thing where if i bend over to grab something off the floor right as i'm starting to come back up you know like stand up like i'll give a good old snort and i don't know why i'm pretty sure it's like heart complications a snort yeah so like i'll be like oh look at that thing on the ground and i'll bend down to grab it and then like as i'm right before i'm like starting my ascension back to standing up i'll give up. and i'm like whoa it scares me i'm like why did i just do that so i don't know maybe getting a doctor on here and asking them
1: that i mean that'd so, be kind of cool so that's that's your answer to Drew. What what, yeah. we, what you could talk about besides racing for like a whole show or something like that, just having a doctor on asking why you snort when you stand up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I have. I, I have Drew's question. That I said, an episode on why I snort when I stand up. <laughs> and then and I put in parentheses mental health. So I'm not exactly sure why I put that, but yeah, there it is. Wow. You know, I
1: never know what's going to come out of your mouth sometimes, man. I'll
0: tell you what. You know, it's it's nothing more than a mac and cheese grilled burger on a grill. Um, Greg, our good friend Greg also has some questions. One for you. Um, why is the logo of the podcast car number 53? Because I the arrows born. I'm just kidding. That's I did. I've been telling everybody that. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I was born '83, not '53. Thank you very much. (laughs) I was like, "Oh yeah, he was born in '53," and everyone's like, "Oh, that makes sense." And I'm like, "No, no,
1: I'm not 70 years old, dude." Um, even though to me that's that's still 50 years ago, uh, because that's my race car number. That's that's that plain and simple. I asked Ethan before we even started the show because I was thinking you know, to make the logo kind of like a, a a dirt track t-shirt kind of thing where you have the car, but it's going to be a NASCAR because we're going to mostly NASCAR. I'm sorry, a NASCAR stock car. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He hates it. When I say NASCAR, when I call it a NASCAR, he hates it, even though it's just the easier thing to do. Um, So I wanted like the design behind it with the car out in front, but then you had to design the car. I was like, well, we could do, uh, well, I guess it was 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah, we could do 22, and then we were like, that's Joey Logano's number.
0: Yeah, 22 representing the year, year. that yeah. we started the podcast, and I mm-hmm. did not want 22 because I didn't want any sort of representation towards Joey Logano whatsoever.
1: <laughs> so the only the only other number that came to my mind was just mine. I was like, are you okay with that? Are you okay with it being a 53? It'd be unique. It'd be a little different. It won't really mean anything as far as the show goes. It just means more something personal to me. So I know it's a little selfish, but um, yeah, I was just, I just asked, I was like, is that okay? If not, we'll figure something else out. And you said it was fine. So I love that's, it. That's why it's a 53 on there. And now,
0: um, like if I'm on like my racing video games, which I've actually went back and started playing NASCAR heat four. Mm. And dude, I love it. it's very weird because like i will have to maybe next episode i will turn the ps4 on and just go through the drivers because like (laughs) it's so weird
1: yeah we have like 360 and we have nascar the game oh man that's 2011 yeah right and not only that i mean we have a ps2 now I can go back and get the old like PlayStation 1 NASCAR games yeah. I want to from like 96, you know, NASCAR 98, things like that. And, but yeah, 2011, they're racing COTs.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. wild.
1: <laughs> like, I thought it was weird when I looked up and I saw
0: uh, Tyler Reddick was racing the number two mm. in Xfinity, and then he it, it was also racing the number 31 in truck series and i'm just i don't know but what i was going with was um now if i if i in a situation where like on the world of outlaw game if i have to like make my own race car i'm always number 53 hmm. just because now that 53 meant a lot to you well the only connection i have with it is through this podcast something that i'm yeah. extremely passionate about now 53 is kind of my number as well of course i'm not a race car driver and i'm never going to race a number 53 but for all my virtual NASCAR racing and dirt
1: racing, it's always number fifty-three. Do you ever paint it like the like the car if you can?
0: Every single car, yes. <laughs> it's always like that World of Outlaw game.
1: My oh yeah. yeah, I showed you the I showed you the um the the street stock I painted up, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, it, the it, <laughs> exactly like it.
0: <laughs> My UMP Peter modified looks just like our logo. Sprint cars are a little bit harder to do it that way. Yeah. You pretty much
1: just have to make the whole car black or something and put the mm-hmm. wing that design on That's just Yeah, about, like, exactly. It. Or maybe the whole thing white. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I've ever since the show, I've been trying to incorporate that at least the color palette yeah, into the car. But if it can do it, I'm going to make the car exactly like that. The street stock was perfect yeah it looks just like it but um as far as why it's 53 i mean like as far as my my race car number goes i don't really have a good reason why i chose 53 you know i mean most people have like a connection with a number i don't nobody in my family raced. well my my grandfather raced some and his brother did but they were seven when they raced Mm -hmm. i i really don't have a connection with 53 other than the fact that I mean, when I was in high school, I had a, a, a typing teacher back back in high school. They used to take us to a computer lab and they used to teach us how to type because we didn't know. Most of us didn't have one of these fancy computers at home when I was in high school. So we had to go to the computer lab and actually learn how to type, you know, mm, actually, I yeah, knew learn the techniques of it instead of just nowadays. Everybody I don't even know if they teach that in school anymore. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll find out in a few years, I guess. Um.
0: Yeah. Actually, I do know because I do have a middle schooler uh, in the house right now, and I know for a fact
1: she has typing class. That's cool. That's cool. We had a whole lab devoted to it because all the classrooms didn't have laptops. Now my kids bring laptops home every day. Yeah. <sighs> so different. Um. Dude. Yeah. But anyway, he raced. He was a. Uh, he actually raced. Oh, it was a late model series. It wasn't ASA. It was one step below ASA, but it was a late model series that traveled regionally around the Southeast. Like they did a lot of North Carolina and then come down to Alabama and stuff like that. They did a lot of travel in the Southeast. He was actually on Speed channel a few times. Who are we talking about? Richie Beasley is his name. Oh, nice. Yeah. You probably don't know him. He raced a lot of dirt modified and some of the, uh, asphalt late models on TV occasionally. But nowadays, I'm not even sure if he's racing. He might be racing a little bit. Uh, the dirt modifies once in a while. I think I see a dirt modify once in a while on a, on his Facebook or something. But um, he was 54. Oh, so nice. I didn't want to copy anybody's number. But for some reason, 53 stood out. Didn't necessarily do it because of his number. I did it because, you know, I don't see a lot of 53s on the racetrack. So it's kind of a chance to make that me yeah, you know, and not anybody else. So that was that's basically my whole thought process of it. Before then, I think it was 92 that I wanted to oh, be. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Anyway. So Greg also had a, a second question for us. Uh, he said, NASCAR Heat 5. For me, I'm going to say NASCAR Heat Four. Um, either way, both video games has this. But he said NASCAR mm-hmm. Heat Five has a reputation system in the career mode that gives you a positive or a negative reputation rating. So, out of the current Cup drivers, who would you say has the highest and lowest reputations? Highest reputation. That's hard because everybody's mad at everybody. So I kind of made three highs and three lows. So I put. Hi, Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush, because I'm biased and I understand I'm biased. So uh-huh. if you don't like that, whatever.
1: Maybe put, now, but maybe not four or five years ago.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting with the question. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. I put high Kyle Bush, low Denny Hamlin. I mm. put high <coughs> Kyle Larson and low Alex Bowman.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people respect Bowman.
0: I put high. Ryan Blaney, low Joey Logano. Surprised you didn't go Chastain. No, I think Chastain, I think he's very fair with how he races, honestly.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't translate to a reputation though. Okay. Well, then you know what I mean? Well, no, I'm I'm saying like, (laughs) like you can be fair all you want to. Like you race everybody that the same way, right? That's fair. But, if people have it out that they're going to not like anything you do just because you are who you are, then that's kind of your reputation. Like Blaney was raised the same way by Chastain as Larson raised him. Yeah. And Phoenix, he didn't come out flipping Larson off. Did he now? He was flipping Chastain off. So that's, that's reputation. That's, that's his reputation in the um, garage area. I almost said locker room in the garage area. Not really a whole lot he can do about that. Yeah. It's just, if, if he's getting up there and that top echelon of drivers and that top set of drivers there, they don't want him there. Then he's going to have a bad reputation. That's just how yeah. it goes. That's how it is with any sport. The minute someone that doesn't belong starts belonging, you're going to want to kick them back down. Yeah. And, To me, like, I feel like he has the the poor reputation, but it's not from necessarily anything he's doing wrong. It's just where he is, you know, and at this point in his career is where he is. Like, I'm sure Earnhardt had a very poor reputation in the early 80s. I know for a fact Bill Elliott and Darrell Waltrip hated that dude. Like, they absolutely hated him and they were like the pillars of the whole garage at one point most popular driver how many years in a row for bill elliott and Daryl waltrip how many championships did he win in the 80s yeah 88 races total something like that so yeah 85 88 something like that i mean but later on once he was there and he became the established you know driver everybody come in they they were looking up to him instead yeah so i think like It, it, that all changes as you go, obviously. But yeah, I'm with you about Alex Bowman. I feel like nobody respects him. Yeah. I feel like you get, your reputation comes from being two-faced also. And I believe Joey Logano's two-faced. So I think you're right on the, hit the nail on the head with that. Because they'll talk about not being, want to be raced that way. And it's not fair to be raced a certain way. And then he'll knock you out of the way to win the race. Yeah, I mean, but Chase Elliott does the same thing. So, but for some reason, he's adored by fans. He won Popular Driver again this year. So, I don't, I don't get it on some of it. But um, yeah, I like your, I like your deal there. I kind of feel like Chastain needs to be put in the bad reputation to uh, with other drivers just because they okay, don't so like him right now. They just don't like him right
0: now. Do another, do one more. So bad would be Ross saying Who
1: would be your last good reputation driver? Good reputation. I like Blaney in there. I think think Blaney's a good choice in there. Um, what about Byron? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so because I don't have. I don't see anybody having any ill will towards him at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he tries to wreck you at Watkins Glen, you know he'll just destroy his own front end (laughs) trying to run into you. So, but yeah, I think I think William Byron would
1: be a good yeah good last one. Trying to think of the drivers, just trying to list them off, going right down the road. Um, do you want the list for twenty twenty four? Because I got it right here. He got the list of all the drivers right now.
0: I sure do. Do you want it? Uh, give me a top fifteen. Ross Chastain, Austin Sindrick, Austin oh, Dillon, numerically. okay. Josh Berry, Kyle Larson, Brad Kozlowski, Corey LaJoy, Kyle Busch. I feel like Chase Brad.
1: Brad's got a good reputation right now. Brad's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. Right. You can stop right there. I think between Blaney, Brad, and Byron, I think that's just all the bees. I think that's um, that's probably your best, some of your best reputations in the entire garage. Yeah. As far as what people think of them. Sounds good. How do you like that that um, feature on the NASCAR games? Do you, I mean, do you think that adds something to it? Could you go without it? Would you um, rather it just be like... Because it affects the way people race you, right? Yeah. So would, would you rather it just be like, I just want the same consistent computers racing me the entire time, or do you like the variables? Oh, this particular race with this set of people around me, they're going to race me harder, rub me, bump me all over the place... Because they get they go overboard, yeah. I mean, because uh it's kind of like an arcade game sometimes, but yeah. So,
0: like I mentioned earlier, I I kind of went back to NASCAR Heat Four and I went right into my career mode, started at the very bottom of the Extreme Dirt Tour series and kind of made my way up. And I'm full time in it, uh, the late models, trucks, and Xfinity, and I do not have one single person. Like literally, everybody is my friend. I don't have anybody that's happy or content or mad, upset, you know, whatever, uh, or rival, like they're all either my friend or really like two steps away from being my friend. Um, so it's, I like it because every single chance I get, I dump Joey Logano, uh, just every single, it's just because like, this is what you chose to do. So here we go. So every time I'm racing around Joey Logano, he will run me all the way to the you know white line at the bottom of the racetrack or he will put me in the wall and it's just it gives that factor of like I love this and so I love it. Um, if you don't like it, you can either turn it off or you can just you know race clean and you won't have
1: any issues. I wish they had a meter where you could determine how much of it you're getting. you know like like on a scale of 100. You know, if you want full-fledged, you know, driver retaliation slamming yeah. you into the wall, whatever, you know, crank it on up and just have a blast playing through yeah. all that crap. But if you want to be more realistic, dial it back down about 15%, yeah. 20%, where occasionally they, they might bump you from behind and wreck you. But for the most part, they're just going to race you really hard and not yeah. give you any spots or maybe even rub you going down the straightaway or something but not like wreck you. Yeah, Not like come across four lanes of traffic to hit you.
0: Yeah. Honestly, like I don't really necessarily care about that. What I do wish that would happen more often is if people like the AI cars would wreck in front of you Mm. more often. But I mean, let's be honest, I'm mostly in the top five or in the lead of and I have everything turned up as realistic as possible. So I don't have any sort of assistance or I don't have any um everything was on legend difficulty type thing. so if i'm in the lead i'm i'm not giving it up type thing um and you know i've obviously raced for kbm and jgr in the xfinity series i raced tony stewart's car and late models so like i have five star organizations that i'm racing with but uh, you know sometimes i'll like Daytona and Talladega, it's completely useless to even try to qualify. You always qualify dead last, so I don't even qualify there, and I just start from the back. And just it's a lot more fun if you have some people that don't like you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Well, that's not what I was trying to say. I was trying to say um, to have more wrecks in front of you and stuff. And I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is fun when you play one of those games and they crash like randomly. Like it makes it more realistic. Yeah, like you don't want to see so a dang 25 caution race, you know, like some of them have are occasionally, mm-hmm. but like if you're running third and the two leaders take each other out on the last lap, that's fun. Yeah. You're like, man, I ain't got a chance to win this. And all of a sudden they go down in the first corner and they take each other. Out. I was like, Oh, I just won this race. Cause I've had that happen before in real life. Yeah. You know, I've, I have, I've been running, uh, I run third once and, coming to the checkered flag, uh dude blew a tire in front of me in, in turn four. Mm. And I beat him to the line for second place. Yeah, I mean, I, I was riding behind this dude on this flat little three eighths mile dirt track that had these big concrete blocks lining the inside of the track. Dumbest decision ever, right? Because this dude, we're all just riding in a line. Nobody's really passing anybody at this particular moment in the race. We're maybe about six, seven laps into it. We're all just kind of all just kind of going we're about six seven somewhere in there and i'm just kind of feeling the car out because this is like my first race in this car and the dude in front of me went too low and turned one hit the corner of one of those inside blocks because you know blocks don't make a perfect corner they're blocked so you have gaps in between the when they when you make a turn with the concrete blocks you have these like triangle wedge gaps between the blocks and, um, he hit the inside, uh, he hit the outside corner of one of those blocks on the inside and he hit it with the left front and it stopped that car on a dime and flipped it. And wow. it was right there in my face. Like I got oil from his car on the bottom of his car. Cause I hit the bottom of his car. <laughs> I got oil from his car on my hood. Oh, wow. I noticed that after the race, was like there's an oil spot. Cause I was fine. Cause I had spun out trying to miss him. But I slammed, like, I slammed at the bottom of his car. I was like, that yeah. was the wildest thing I've ever seen happen right in front of me. You know, I've seen some pretty wild things as far as cars flipping and junk in front of me. But that was, like, just boom. The next thing, like, a split second, he, you're underneath them. You know, it's just yeah. insane. So it is really, really fun when that kind of stuff happens in the video games. It makes it a little more realistic. This short episode is going 50 minutes. We need to... uh uh, let's exactly. go ahead. Let's wrap this one up. We'll do the shout outs on the end of the one, the next we're going to do next at the end of the week. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Uh, if you don't have anything else question wise, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. I thought so. I thought that was the last one. All right. I think this is going to do it for episode 84 and we'll come back later on in the week with episode 85 and we'll talk some more actual NASCAR and some news and, You know, whatever else we feel like talking about, because off-season, we we tend to kind of go off to anything we want to talk about, it seems like. Um, I guess we can get on out of here, man. You good with that? Yeah, that's fine. Anything you want to add before we get out? As always, peace, love, and all the above. A little unorthodox finish, but that's fine. Sometimes we got to be different. And uh, we'll see you next time in the marbles.